Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats official, official sponsor of the corner booth pop. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. We have been gone for almost a month. It's been crazy. We've had turnover. We've had people quit. We've had fights. We've had everything under the sun. And all I gotta say is, it's good to be back. Hey, we were supposed to have a show last weekend, and Matt, um, Matt was a good sport because basically, uh, my um, my house basically died. Um, oh my, yeah, my internet. I get home from the gym; it's eighty-five degrees. I'm soaking wet with sweat, and there's no power in my house. I had to break into my own house. I had to cook my chicken cutlets for my air fryer on the grill. That was hysterical. I've been meaning to ask, how did you break in? One of my one of my doors, which we fixed now, we fixed this week. Um, I have a key, and the top lock works. So basically, I just locked out that my parents forgot to. to uh, I mean, the bottom lock works, so it's a double lock door. My parents luckily forgot to lock the bottom one, so I stuck the key in and janked it a little bit and opened right up. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I'm outside baking. Because my parents, they moved the spare key in the shed. So I'm like, fuck! And they're at a concert, so I can't do shit. Yeah, they're not going to hear their phone. Yeah. My dad's like, I'll text the neighbor so he can shower there. The neighbor never responded. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor was like, I'm not letting that kid use my water. <laughs> okay. I said I wouldn't work for it this weekend, so... Ooh. I was losing my second day of my new job, so I was like losing my damn mind. How is it going? It's going good. I'm working a lot, man. I hit overtime in five days last week, or four nice. and a half days. I, um, I'm i going to hit overtime by Friday morning at 9 a.m. As my cat tries to tackle a um, paper bag behind me. Whatever floats his boat. Typical ghost shenanigans earlier in the show. What? Listen, it's been a crazy couple weeks. So for those of you who have not been checking the live streams, Samir is no longer with us. Um, we decided to go different directions, uh, regardless of what was said, who said what, yada, yada, yada. It was time for us to call it quits, and he is no longer part of Belly of Sports or Corner Booth. We wish Samir the best of luck with whatever the hell he does, and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, honestly, I think the last time we did a show was Grayson, the first episode after Grayson left. On a Tuesday thing? Yeah, it was, it was Tuesday. I think it was, yeah, he left on a Thursday. And then he, um, yeah, so yeah, we it's now down to me and Matt now. Um, yeah, honestly, it's nice, thin core. Besides Kevin, I haven't had a, Kevin and Matt are the only two reliable co-hosts I've ever had. Because Matt will text me early in the morning. Hey, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. Hey, can we do it this way? Hey, I got topic ideas. Like, he's the most involved co-host I've had since Kevin, and it's honestly kind of a nice surprise. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Except without, he doesn't have Kevin Snarkiness, which is kind of a breath of fresh air. I love Kevin to death. <laughs> it, at 7 o'clock in the morning, getting one of those sarcastic tests from Kevin is just like, oh, God, it's like drinking poison in the morning. It's like, dude, I even have my coffee. It's not even 11 in the morning. Oh, the new thing I've been doing. I don't even have coffee till I get to work. I mean, I do the same thing, but I get to work at 7 a.m. So, I mean, I have same. coffee. In, I have coffee in my hand by like 7.15. Oh, oh I don't, speaking I, of coffee. I don't I just, go. To, so, like, I have my protein shake mixed with berries mm-hmm. in the morning. And I get my bag packed and I go to work. And then while I'm at work, the, my, uh, my coworker in the sales department, he makes the coffee in the morning. And it's unlimited free coffee. So I walk in and just drink coffee. I'm like mm-hmm. two cups in the morning. I'm good to go. Like they're two little like nine ounce cups. Mm-hmm. My caffeine intake is down so far, and I feel great. I would try and mix my protein powder like a scoop with my instant coffee, and it would be really good. But I bought strawberry cheesecake flavored protein powder, which I thought oh, would be like God. an okay. I oh. didn't think it. I was like, oh, this might taste oh. okay. And but the so I bought the brand. It's like Select is the brand, and oh, it's no. it's like. It's thick way. Like when you put in the water, it's like a thick texture. And so it yeah. tasted disgusting. Um, I just bought K-Cups uh, from the store, Cinnabon K-Cups. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I drink my coffee like I like my women. I have it black. I don't have any cream, no milk in it. I, a little Splenda. That's the matter that I have. <laughs> I mean, if you know what his fiance looks like, you don't understand why that joke's funny. Yeah. Um, so I uh, put a couple Splenda in there because I like, like I said, I drink my coffee black. So obviously there's not a lot of flavor if you just have it without any sugar or cream or anything in it. But you had a couple Splenda in it and it tastes exactly like a fucking Cinnabon in a bottle. It's pretty good. Mm, not bad. Um, I mean, the way I look at it in the morning, I just drink my, I literally no flavoring, just straight coffee, black my protein shake, it's Rocket Pop flavored. I only can eat the meat-based protein. So, um, Redcon, Redcon 1 MRE Light, it was their Memorial Day flavor. So, you know, support the troops. Fight communism. Yes, sir. <laughs> Rock, how does, so how does that taste as a protein powder? It actually has no sprinkles in it. Oh, I love when they do that. Oh, what did I buy recently? What one time? I bought, uh, Fuck, was it Cookies and Cream? Yes, Cookies and Cream. I, the brand was, uh, uh, what the fuck was the brand? I don't know if it was Muscle Farm, which I don't think it was. Or it might have been Ghost. It was Ghost Protein, I think oh, okay. it was. I think we talked about this. But I just, like, they had the little Oreo cookies in it. And it was fucking amazing. You put it in maybe some water. Maybe one of these days we'll do a live show for my house because me and Matt live so close. It's kind of like, it's like, I think, you think you live 32 minutes, 30 minutes away with traffic? So one of these days, hopefully, we'll do like a live episode from like the same location. So like, I I forgot how close we are because that one time it took me an hour to get to you, but I was in Guilford. So that yeah, was and why. you had to drive into New Haven, then up ninety one, and then I yeah, crossed it was, Waterbury. It was the worst thing I've ever Mil- done. Now you live in um, Milford, which is basically I live in Southbury. Literally, it's like twenty eight minutes if I don't speed. Yeah. Yeah, I live in uh, Milftown, the home of Zach Wilson when he's in Connecticut. Hey, oh, oh that, hey, listen, perfect, perfect segue. So, listen, it's been crazy. The football headlines we've gotten in the past couple weeks have been nuts. My first, the my favorite one so far is Zach Wilson and his ex girlfriend, and the fact that okay, so let's fo- focus on one. His girlfriend is a homie hopper by the definition. Dax Milne is not a real best friend. No, that boy is not one of them boys. He is a piece of crap. But second of all, the girl has no grounds to stand on. But he was—he's sleeping with his—he was—he's sleeping with his best, his mom's best friend. So, so yeah, Zach I was gonna Wilson. say every single man in this world. Is every like single this right man now. has has thought has seen that one woman at the gym or the bar and thought, hmm. I, I just love the fact that she really probably genuinely thought that that comment was going to blow up in her favor. And it just like, I'm already waiting for the, the day I get the notification that Houston Texans have cut Dax Milne. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know. I think it's great that it backfired when you can tell she was really thinking it was going to like be negative towards Zach. And now like the entire, like all the players, former players, everybody on Twitter is all like, yo, Zach Wilson is the man. I love it. It's so funny. 
because the way they start with Jack Mac on TikTok and everything, when he found this out, um, gotta give credit to Jack Mac from uh, Barstool, one of the best TikTok guys you ever follow. I rarely give Barstool love, even though they are like the predecessor of what we do here at Play Sports. But Jack Mac, I'm actually gonna DM this guy. I want him on our show because he is like one of the best journalists on TikTok. Like this dude does like modern day like good meme stories and everything he reports is fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. The fact that Zach Wilson, who Jack Mac is a fan of, literally was just like, please take this down. And it didn't matter because basically it like made him look like a freaking hero. I love it. I love the whole story. I I think I love more that you've got like guys like Chad Ochocinco coming out and being like Zach Wilson's a dog. Zach Wilson's got the dog in him, and then oh. you got, got Mackay Becton like posting the TO meme, and he's like, "That's my quarterback." All crying. Mm-hmm. But, my favorite, my favorite thing is like the fact. The one thing I regret is that this is the one week where Pat McAfee's entire show is on vacation. What a week to miss. Uh, but what about Zach Wilson's tweet or post when he was like, sorry, guys, took some took the guys out to this club in Idaho to celebrate, haven't had signal, what did I miss? I was like, bro, you're the fucking man. Yeah. Yo, I am now officially part of the Zach Wilson fan club. I'm the newest to join. Oh, yeah. I got the shirt right here just for the day. I am literally wearing my gym clothes and still sweaty right now, so the fact of the matter is I'm trying to bang this episode out in an hour and go shower. <laughs> Because I literally got – so we'll talk about the fact that I literally tried to bang on a leg day before I came home, and I also have to sit in the chair. But, yeah, so we have live show, obviously. By the time the show will be released, probably will be Wednesday night. You can listen to this Thursday morning. Live show Thursday night because me, Matt, uh, Mr. Uh, Maserati himself, and maybe a few other guests, we break out everything. Me and Matt do, might do our little review of Full Love and Thunder – because both of us went and saw it. We can even review um, Doctor Strange now, because I've seen it now. Um, have you seen The Terminalist yet, the Chris Bratton's TV show? Nah. I highly recommend it. If you love action action TV, yeah, it's in like military stuff, it's awesome. It's well-written. It's well-done. It's a nice conspiracy theory kind of show. And it, it's the funniest thing in the world, because it's it got a 93 audience score, but Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 43 because they called it right-wing revenge propaganda. And I watched two episodes, I'm like, what about this is right-wing? It's just a Navy SEAL wanting revenge. Like, the fuck is the... It's just like... (laughs) The Mel Gibson movie is more like right-wing than this shit is. I love when, like, I'll see something that says, oh, Netflix, HBO canceled series that got 93 from Rotten Tomatoes. Like, dude, anything under, like, 80 on Rotten Tomatoes is a good movie. Anything over is, like, it's probably bad. No. Lord of the Rings, um, Empire Strikes Back, um, every Indiana Jones has scored above it. Um... I'd say Shawshank Redemption, Schindler's List. There's a couple. Mm. The IMDb 100 actually has a lot of good movies in it. But Mm, recently, they've been off the mark. Yeah. Also, every single Marvel movie that's scored above an 80. Have you you seen The Boys on Amazon Prime? I'm all caught up. We can talk about this after we talk football. We can talk about this after we have to talk football. Because honestly, I think it's going to be fun as hell. I love The Boys. It's just, it's wrecked. It is like yeah, you no. have to have a few beers in your system to watch. You oh, yeah. You have to dry. Oh, I, I, no. I try to tell people that all the time. Like, you cannot watch it dry. Oh, I have to hit the pen before I watch it. I have to hit the pen before I watch Shorzy. I'm so disappointed in the show already. Letter Kenny is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And Shorzy, I'm just like, the first opening season, episode one, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> this is so boring. But either way. I went back and started watching Star Wars Clone Wars because at least I had more action entertainment yeah. than Shorty. And I was like, this is, I, I want Shorty just talking straight shit for 20 minutes. But anyway, so Zach Wilson is my hero. I love this man. Even though he looks like a Disney Channel villain, I'm now rooting for him and the Jets to finish with the second best record in the AFC East year. If I had my way, the Bills would finish by 14-3. and three. The Jets at 10-7. and seven. 
the Dolphins at seven and ten, and the Patriots at five and five and um, five and twelve. Yeah. Know. See, I just think, oh I, I I have a weird feeling the Patriots are going to be dog shit this year, or either that or they're going to be like around five hundred. I I just I understand Mac Jones had a very good rookie year for him and for what he had around him. I I just I don't see what was done to make them be a team that people are thinking can finish first or second in the division. Like you got rid of JC Jackson, your secondary's old, your defense is not a top 10 defense anymore. You've um you've added Devontae uh not Devontae. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Devontae, you added Devontae Parker who's not consistently healthy to that offense. You drafted Tyquan Thornton, but do you really trust any receiver that Bill Belichick drafts? Like you, we just we've seen the Keel Harry and everybody like that. Like I just I I'm just I don't see what everybody else is seeing, and I don't know if it's just me, but I don't see a team that's going to go. Holy fuck! The Yankees gave up three solo shots and back to back to back. Sorry, but I just don't see what everybody else is seeing in that. Like I could see maybe seven wins, but I'm not looking at like a ten or eleven win season for them or above five hundred. No, fair. I mean, the way I look at all this, it simply comes down to. I could have lost my train of thought. Holy shit. My brain just shot itself. You're talking about the Patriots. Oh, AFCs, yeah. So here's the problem. The Bills are loaded. Their one problem was their best pass rusher last year was Greg Rousseau. Love Greg Rousseau. He's a year away from being elite. Mm -hmm. Or being a pro bowler, I'd say. Two years away from being elite. Who's the best guy to learn from? Von Miller. Who did they go and get? Von Miller. Who did they get long-term? Von Miller. Yeah. Also, they go and get Kier Elam, one of my favorite corners, the most Buffalo Bills corner in the draft. Long, lanky, yeah. can run, it can play man-to-man coverage. I love it. The Bills have the best draft that nobody's talking about. Yep. And on top of that, Bills have the best offseason in the AFC East. I will say the Jets had a better draft, but the Bills had a better offseason. Mm-hmm. And then you still get Poyer, Micah Hyde, that linebacking core. That defense is stacked. Oh, yeah, you get Josh Allen back with his crew. Yeah. Oh, and they go draft another running back, James Cook, who I think might run for a thousand yards this year. Yep, hundred percent. Like, so by the way, so Matt, which uh, which divisions did you do so far for the our TikTok series? Uh, I got I got to finish the AFC North, and I'll have the entire AFC done. Okay, so I'll do mine quick, so everyone has it right. Mm-hmm. The AFC East, my favorite rookie on the Bills is J- is James Cook. I think this kid is going to literally start. He's a power back with speed. He's go, he's like his brother, but more durable. Mm-hmm. For those who you know, James Cook's brother's down. Um, just a downhill runner. He's going to get a ton of yardage. He's going to still put the jobs away from both um, Singletary and um, uh, Zach Moss within the first month. Um, then uh, for the for the Patriots, it's Tyquan Thornton. I got to agree with Matt because if this kid's if this kid's speed shows like this kid's Deshaun Jackson 2.0, then oh my god, this is going to be so much fun watching Matt Jones hawk it up to him. With the Jets, it's Garrett Wilson. I want to see this kid catch one of those Zach Wilson improvised bombs and take it to the house. Mm-hmm. I love. I want to see Brees Hall. He's my runner-up because it's like, yeah, Sauce Gardner is going to be fun watching him lock down corners. And Jermaine Johnson's a beast. I watched him dominate my Hurricanes for an entire game. But Brees Hall is my number two because I want to see him run through with that offense with Michael Carter. Yeah. But Garrett Wilson is going to be single covered the entire season because – you got to cover Corey Davis. You got to mm-hmm. cover Elijah Moore. So Garrett Wilson with that explosiveness, with Zach Wilson just running around like a chicken's head cut off, hucking it deep. I love it. Um, and for the Miami Dolphins, uh, who cares? <laughs> who did they even, even pick? They you know? Who the hell did they draft in the first uh, round? I don't remember. I, they didn't. They uh, they traded all their picks to for Tyree Kill. Oh yeah, who um, cares? So the. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he was a linebacker in the third round, I believe, which is who I chose just because they don't have a pass rush. They don't really have that, that a stout defense anymore. Their defense last year, I believe, finished in the 23rd overall um, rather than when it used to be like a top 10, top 12 type defense. So I just I chose him just because they I need to see if they can get back on track with that. They got the offense, but do they have the defense? Mm-hmm. All right, so you said all you have to do is the AFC North now. Is that the only one you have left? Yeah, that's the only one um, left. So for the West, um, Chiefs, that was is Sky, a... Chiefs is Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who the char the Chargers had a good pick first round, didn't they? Ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember these people now. Uh they did they take uh, they take Zion Johnson? I don't know. Um, I, think, I think they might have taken offensive guard Zion Johnson first round. Which they already had a pretty decent offensive line, so that just makes it more of a of obviously like a durable offensive line for them. Yeah. Denver was tough because they traded all their picks for Russ. No, they got um All right, so their draft class. Jesus. Oh yeah, Zion Johnson. But my no, my favorite one. I I like um, what's his face? Um, I like JT Woods out of Baylor. Mm-hmm. He was a missile. And honestly, like the fact that the Derwin James going to get hurt for these two games. Yeah. So. Uh, for Broncos, this is the one that really kind of threw me off because they did trade a lot of picks for Russell. I don't think they picked until the third round. I did like one of their picks, though. Um, Where is he? I thought I liked one of their guys. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Nick uh, Nick Benito out of um, – Oh, yeah, yeah, linebacker. They got to make – He's one of those side-to-sideline-to-sideline guys – the problem is he got buried behind, like, in the draft, like, the whole thing. Oh, no, 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 no. It's their tight end. It's uh, Greg Dulich to replace Noah Fan. I love the kid. His tape is amazing at UCLA. Hopefully he's a little more healthy than Noah Fant. Hey, listen, uh, Noah, watch. Noah Fant gets to get uh, – okay, so here's the thing. I think the Seahawks will have a top 15 offense. They just can't – they're just not going to win games because they have no defense. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who killed the defense with all those picks that they lost for him. Mm-hmm. But and got a massive um, contract for. Oh, by the way, for the Raiders, it was Amir White out of Georgia. Yep. I think because I think Josh Jacobs is going to get hurt for the 50th fucking time. So who cares? Um, See, it's it's just sucks for Josh Jacobs because when yeah. he's healthy, he's such a good productive running back for them. And then when he when he's hurt, he's out. And you can't like you saw Kenyon Drake did absolute garbage for them last year, and you would think that would have been a real good guy to step in for him. But they they need a healthy Jacobs that they want to win more than nine ten games next year. Well, they got yeah. Devontae Adams for that too. So my favorite draft pick of the Texans is John Meshi. Yep. Yes. Yes. I didn't even see your video on this. So this is completely off the cuff. Um, John Meshi. I love John Meshi, Alabama. I love his. He's just like a slot machine. The dude just mm-hmm. runs routes, gets open. His straightaway, like it would have been Derek Stingley, but it's like it's like a first round pick. It's number three overall. I love Stingley's game. Show me you can cover physical receivers. Devontae yeah. Smith owns your ass, and he's not even that physical. Um, Titans. It's not um, what's his face? It's not Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Show me that he can stay like from having an asthma attack. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Like, seriously, I don't trust that Zim Asbeck. I think the kid's just not, like, NFL ready. My favorite pick for them is Malik Willis. I love this. Mm. You tell me you get one more year of Tannehill. You have Malik Willis getting used to the system. Let's say it's week nine. Let's say the Colts just smacked your ass for – I don't know if they play the Colts for week nine. But let's say the Colts are the um, – I don't know. They play the Eagles week eight, right? No, mm. they don't. Uh, it's the Texans. The Eagles play – they play in week 15. Let's say it's week 15. You're playing the Eagles. You're already, like – Four games out of the division, and Hannah Hill just threw four interceptions last game. Put in Malik Malik Willis, right? Dude's gonna struggle, but he's gonna be entertaining. And by the end of his first year into his second year, like the Eagles did with uh, Jalen Hurts, he'll be ready to lead you to a playoff spot. Because I'm gonna let you in a little secret, Matt. The Colts are banking that Matt Ryan can get them past the first round of the playoffs because they have no plan for the quarterback next year. They they don't draft. Oh no. No, they got no plan. Matt Ryan is a stopgap quarterback that they're hoping lasts them maybe like two, three seasons. Yeah, maybe three. I love Malik Willis in this. Oh um, yeah, I that was my best quarterback in that to that whole draft last year. So here's the thing, right? So with the Jaguars, it's 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 Trayvon Walker. Oh yeah, it's gotta be. I love freak athlete pass rushers. I absolutely love them. Everyone's like, oh, Devin Lloyd. I'm like, no, Devin. Okay, so my biggest thing, Devin Lloyd's going to be a bust. I'm going to tell you why. I watched an hour and a half on Devin Lloyd's tape. 
Devin Lloyd, I never saw make a tackle in the hole by himself, and that scared me. Mm-hmm. I watched Malik. I watched um, Nicobe Dean stand up James Cook and not James Cook. Um, well, who's the running back for the for Alabama? Johnson, stand him up in the fucking hole. Literally, this dude was like 230 pounds. Nicobe Dean is my size, 5'11", 225. Stood him up in the hole. And I'm like, this kid's strong and he knows how to tackle. Nicobe Dean was just draping on dudes. Yeah, he's a freak athlete, but Trayvon Walker, I love everything about this kid. Them Georgia boys, they just know how to do it well. Um, and honestly, there's a reason the Jags picked him overall. Listen, this is the same Jags, Jags organization that when they were with the 49ers took Alden Smith in the first round. And Alden Smith, until he got in trouble, was a nightmare. So, oh, he was a filthy oh, linebacker. Just a, just a beast. He was and one of the, the best at his time, and for he couldn't. Oh, yeah. you know, just... And just for the, and for the Colts, it's Alec Pierce. I love this pick. I love that you picked the most athletic white man I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> not named Taysom Hill. This man I watched ball out for Cincinnati – he ran a four, a sub four five. He's six three. He's physical. He attacks the ball in the air. And for Matt Ryan, you get him and Michael Pittman as your outside guys. Possibly get Julio Jones. Perfect. Love. Mm-hmm. It. So there you go. Now you're all caught up. Yeah, I I think one of my favorite picks from that draft, not as like a high profile pick, would be John Mechie. I think he's going to be. I think him. People forget, like, there's Brandon Cooks is down there. I think him – sorry, I had a fucking bug right in the back of my head. I think him compared up with Brandon Cooks is going to be a fucking nice little speedy receiver threat. I mean, you got long neck Davis Mills throwing the ball, but he didn't have a oh, bad year last neck. year. He didn't have a bad season last year, like, given the circumstances of what he was working with and who was coaching him and everything like that. I mean, it's not like he's got a better coach right now, but, I mean, I think he's going to be pretty good with – or I think John Mechie is going to work well with that system, hopefully. I love it. All right. So we're going to move on a little bit now. We're going to go to like uh, some Eagles news, actually. Um, so I don't know if you guys ever heard of the guy Derek Gunn. Um, decent reporter out of Philadelphia. Uh, works for oh, – I don't even know where the hell he works for. He doesn't even say on his name anywhere. He's an Eagles reporter. I think he works for NBC Sports. <clears throat> he kind of came into A.J. Brown's crosshairs a little bit. He was at Eagles minicamp and said that I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. Three interceptions, an incompletion, a fumble, and three sacks from Jalen Hurts. And A.J. Brown responded with literally one of the greatest responses I have ever seen. Oh, my God. This is perfect. And this is why I love A.J. Brown. Oh, my God. Where, where is it? It was on H2D's, um Instagram page. I was crying when I saw this. So according to AJ Brown, if I go back far enough, okay, here we go. In a 10 play series, Jalen threw three touchdowns to me. McNabb and T.O. fought for the other four plays. Yeah. Vincent Pally came out in retirement and caught the other three receptions. And I saw Oh, my God, I love A.J. Brown. I love the fact that this man literally just defended his quarterback and also one of his best friends. Make that was – Also, Derek Grunts – I hate Phil. I've said this a thousand times. I hate Philadelphia media. Elliot Shore Parks, I want to knock your ass out. But you've actually been pretty quiet this offseason, so I'll let it slide. But Derek Gunn, now you're in my crosshairs. You're the worst. First of all, there is no way in hell – that was his stat line for 10 plays. If that was, he wouldn't be in the NFL anymore. The only quarterback I can think of who had a stat line like that now plays for the Washington football team. Oh, I'm sorry. Commanders. We are commanders. <laughs> I just, I, that was just a very good response on A.J. Brown's part just by saying, guys, calm down. It's OTAs. Like, if this was really a big thing, like – like how like Jamar Chase last year had like a terrible OTA and everything like that in preseason. He turned out to be the freaking dude, best receiver. He lost his record. Like, yeah. dude's a top five receiver after one year. It's like everybody was talking about how that could have been like a bust of a pick, and all of a sudden, boom, number one receiver in the NFL. I well, would say he's not number, number one, one, but he's not. He's yeah. top five. Not number one receiver in the NFL, but, but 
the Eagles number one receiver literally just goes to the air gun and goes, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, I, you know what? I get it. Ever listen, Derek, I understand. Everyone's hurting for ratings right now. It's the offseason. Football is not existent. The last story for our we have two more stories talking football today before we go into everything else. And they're considering Nikhil Harry and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's a slow news day. All right. Like it it sucks. But listen, trying to make something out of nothing with, with Dylan Hurts. I he he's gotta be one of those dudes who wanted the Eagles just to trade Hurts in the offseason or keep Carson Wentz. Because he's gotta be hurting. Like there's like Hurts in his first year as a starter took the Eagles to the playoffs. Yeah, it took a miracle. We had to beat every five we, we didn't beat a single team over five hundred, but we still did it. Yeah, nah, thing, it's, like, it's like it still happened. It was just I was reading that too, like all the comments and things he was saying. I was just like, I've ne- I don't remember the last time I've seen a quarterback that like went to the playoffs with the, his first year starting with a brand new coach with a team that the, everybody said was going to win less than fucking you know seven games this past Best season. Wasn't over under bet of my life. Yeah, and just like completely, you know, with what he was working with at the time, you know, he only had Devonta Smith, like Jalen Rieger still couldn't catch. He had no healthy running backs. He had Dallas Goddard, which was all he really had besides that offensive line was good, obviously. But, like, he flourished, in my opinion. I'm just surprised he was getting all of this slander by this guy after he had a pretty good season compared to what he was projected to do. All I'm going to say is y'all should fear cornrows Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, my man out here working out with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, rocking a do rag. Y'all should feel fear cornrows. Jalen Hurts, the last Eagles quarterback with cornrows went to the Super Bowl. That was Donald McNabb. I I'm not trying to like get off topic, but the neighbors behind Bianca are playing on the roof. Just like I'm looking in the mirror of the door, and I'm like, why are there fucking people behind me? Nope, nope, they're just on the roof playing basketball. Listen. To each his own. Oh, so by the way, cool story. I was able to find a site. I can buy an AJ Brown nameplate for my Carson Wentz jersey that I bought from Megan. And it's actually easy to take it off. You just gotta iron it on. No, literally, it's a it's an it's a sew-on thing. And my my parents, my mom, my sister are both very good like at sewing. Like it may not be perfect looking, but the fact that I can use my I can just rip off that Trader's freaking uh, jersey name and put AJ Brown on. I'm like, well, how much does the nameplate then cost? I think it's thirty bucks. Yeah, so you're saving ninety dollars, probably ninety five with shipping on. And I would jersey. never buy an AJ Brown jersey. Not anything against AJ Brown, but I already have Devontae Smith, and the next jersey I want is my favorite player in the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. But yeah. like, I want to actually see him get a new contract, or else I'm be heartbroken. The only way the uh, the only player in the college NCAA right now that would be acceptable for the Eagles to draft if her sucks is Tyler Van Dyke. That's my dude out of Connecticut who plays mm-hmm. for you. He's actually like the kids now. I love him, but um, either way, I'd rather see Jalen Hurts just continue to play there. Speaking of new starters, uh, how about uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield, uh, now a member of the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, you know, let me ask you a question. Uh, can you name me who the uh, two individual quarterbacks are that had the most interceptions since 2018? Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I saw the set line. And uh, what team do they both play for now? <laughs> 56 interceptions for Baker. I think it was like 52 or 3 for Sam. Now they're on the same team. Congratulations, Carolina. You've got the number one overall and the number three overall quarterback in that draft. And if you compare them to all of the first-round picks from that draft, honestly, I kind of want to just put Josh Rosen to the side because how relevant is that guy? He's, he's not. You what, got his six overall starts? Yeah, you've got two of the worst quarterbacks taking that entire draft. And like one, the second best was taken the very end of the first round, and you jumped the gun and got the third best. If you, I mean, it was supposed to be like one of the best quarterback drafts ever. It didn't obviously pan out. So now you look, you got Baker Mayfield and you got Sam Darnold. You got Ben McAdoo, who was, I don't know if he's still running that offense. Is he still running that offense? Because he was, he is running running that offense. He was excited to work with Sam, and we saw how that went. And I think there's something on record of him saying he's not a fan of Baker Mayfield, and now he has Oh, yeah, there is. And that's why it's hysterical that he, Baker is now their quarterback. 
and I love this. I said this on the show to you and Beth. I said, if Baker goes to the Panthers, they are instantly a eight-win team without even changing anybody else in the first half. Because yeah. if, if McCaffrey even plays half the games, Chubba Hubbard's a good enough running back where he can get mm-hmm. a 1,000 yards rushing. And Baker has never had a receiver like DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So Kevin was trying to argue with me that Jarvis Landry is better. No, Jarvis Landry is better for slot receiving, but DJ Moore is a, a number one receiver. Yeah. He is a sure. top 25 receiver in this league, and I'm excited for Baker right now. Jarvis Landry is better is better than their second-year rookie. He's better than Robbie Anderson. I would and not take him over DJ Moore, though. But listen, DJ Moore, Terrence Marsh, and Robbie Anderson is a decent receiving core. And now you also get thrown on the fact that they've been doing nothing but addressing that defense and the offensive line. I mean, I'm okay with it. You still have one of the best yeah. offensive weapons in the league when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey. Fuck and, like, give me the Panthers. Yo, listen, give me the Panthers to win eight games. I'll take the over now. Like, not even a question. And uh, Panthers fans have gotten a taste of Sam Darnold. They know what they're going to get with him. So Sam you sees all, ghosts. All you get, yeah, all you got to do is you roll with Baker. It's like a it's like a, a Kirk Cousins thing. You roll with Kirk Cousins, you know you're gonna get minimum eight wins. You just don't know if you're gonna get more. Baker, you know you're gonna get eight. And here's the thing. You have Matt Corral ready in the wings, who I think is the highest ceiling out of all these mm-hmm. quarterbacks. You let Matt Corral sit behind him. Caroline, it's there for you. Like you guys have the shot. I love it. I, I love Carolina just completely changed their entire organizational makeup in about 30 seconds mm-hmm. with the Matt Corral traffic and then Baker Mayfield. The Sam Darnold trade to me was the dumbest thing on the planet. I'm like, oh, this ain't going to work. I was optimistic about it for like 30 seconds, and then I watched him play Philadelphia and telegraph two interceptions to Darius yeah. Slay. The, the, the interception by Steven Nelson, I was like, okay, this ain't bad. That was a good throw. Nelson has made an amazing play on the ball. But I watched Philadelphia run in for the win. There was no passing. The, the Panthers' defense played incredible, and the Eagles just won basically off Jalen Hurts willing them into the game, and the Eagles making ridiculous plays on defense. Because mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's terrible. Yeah, that was – I mean, for the Jets, that's probably one of the best trades that has happened in that franchise to get three draft picks for Sam, to get three draft picks for Jamal, to get a fourth-round pick for Chris Herndon. For anybody that doesn't know who Chris Herndon is, exactly my point. We got a fourth-round pick for him. Yeah, well, I know you would know. Who? Yeah, I was. I he was a him. monster in college. He was a monster his first year with us, like the last half of the season. He, I thought he was the t- tight end of the future. That didn't pan out, but you know, going back next year, huh? Oh, Uzama, Uzama, Tyler Conklin, and Jeremy Ruckert. That is an interesting combination. I love yes. it. But um, yeah, back with the Panthers. I mean, I, I think for Carolina and the fans, Baker at quarterback is your best option right now. Because we've seen, I I really I'm, I don't want Matt Corral getting thrown into the woods right then and there. Give him like a year or six games or, or eight least, games to yeah. sit. But I honestly I think, want Baker to get a second contract. I would love for him to get a deal out of like. I want Baker to go to uh, De- uh, what's it called Detroit. Why do they have the money for him? Yeah, I mean, if there's a Carolina fan out there that was optimistic about the season with Sam Darnold at quarterback, I'd love to speak to him. But I think the fact that you guys got Baker Mayfield for a fifth-round pick – actually, can you think about that for a minute? You got Baker Mayfield for a fifth-round pick that could be a fourth, but you traded three draft picks for Sam Darnold. <laughs> you traded a sixth, a second, and a fourth for Sam, but you traded a fifth for Baker. Nobody said their GM was good. Nope. Oh, my God. All right. That, um, trades like that keep the opposing GMs in business. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's I was it, with Sam Dar. It's this whole Sam Baker thing is hysterical. Speaking of hysterical, the Chicago Bears have a new receiver, Nikhil Harry. It is not Odell. A member of the Chicago Bears was traded to them for a seventh round pick to the New England Patriots. All I've got to say is big fucking whoop. Well, at least for the Bears, now you actually have a receiver that actually might. Eh, he can at least block. Yeah, I I think this is a glorified, slight upgrade over like Kevin White kind of deal. Oh, oh my god! I remember when they drafted him, I'm like, 
This kid is either going to be a freak athlete or terrible. Where was he from? Virgi- West Virginia West or something? Virginia, yeah. yeah. I, had a, I went to high school with a dude who went to college with him. He goes, bro, he partied way too hard. I'm like, ah, oh, great. Yeah, I, I you know, Nikhil, I know a lot of Pats fans, and I don't know one single Pat fan that likes Nikhil Harry. I know I every single anybody Pat that actually likes Nikhil Harry. But, you know, if you go down the list, and this is what I talk about with if I'm a Pats fan, I don't really know how much faith I have in Belichick with drafting uh, receivers. You look at Nikhil Harry, and then you look at the receivers that were drafted after him. In no particular order, I'm just going from worst, not as appealing, to like, holy fuck. You got Mikko Hardman, who is not a number one. He's not a number two. He's got the speed for a slot, but he's a very good special teams kind of guy. Still more productive than Nikhil Harry. You got Hunter Renfro, who had a fantastic year last year. Then it gets interesting. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Deontay Johnson. You got A.J. Brown. You've got uh, Debo Samuel. D.K. Metcalf. You got D.K. Metcalf, and then he rounded out with Scary Terry. Here's the thing. So it's so funny. Like if I, if you if you took all those receivers today, anybody who ranks DK uh, Debo or DK above AJ Brown's on the rack. No, you got to look at the fundamentals because AJ Brown, AJ Brown is, is the most much... fundamentally rounded receiver. And yeah. the thing is, oh, what about Scary Terry? I'm like, yeah, but can Scary Terry man a six foot two receiver corner and just body his ass? Yeah. The thing is, AJ Brown's pro comp is Terrell Owens. That's his pro comp. Yeah. DK Metcalf's pro comp is God. <laughs> like, DK Metcalf isn't normal. DK Metcalf's closest pro comp, I guess, is Megatron. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, like, you go to Scary Terry, who's probably, like, I guess, like a Tory Holt type. Mm-hmm. I can see and it. And then then you get, like, Hunter Renfro, who's Wes Welker with with uh, without without clutch lack of clutch butterfingers. Um, Debo Samuel, I don't know. Debo kind of reminds me of, uh, what's his face? Uh, shit. Uh, not Macklin. What's his name? Um, is the Eagles receiver? No, it's dude was a hard nosed runner when he got the ball in his hands, but he ran, he had some speed. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'll, I'll come to me later. But dude was like a decent receiver in the 2000s, 2010s. But either way, like, I don't know, man. It's like I look at like Debo. Debo to me, like, I, so by the way, I think Debo's value is very overhyped, by the way. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, he had that one gadget year where he was probably going to bank out at like close to 30 mil a season kind of thing. But I mean, like when it comes to if I want speed, I want hands, I want route running and footwork and everything in one, I'm going to take AJ Brown. It's AJ, then DK and Terry. Yeah. And then Travis Fulgham. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, for a four game stretch, he was the most dominant receiver in football. (laughs) Nobody could cover him. And then he walked into the 2021 season like, yo, I got this. I'm number one. I'm about to catch this contract. Four weeks later, he's cut. And I'm just sitting there like shaking my head like <laughs> this dickhead literally lost the opportunity. He got cut from two different teams after that. I'm like, yo, this dude literally banked on his last year's performance. And Sirianni's like, yeah, ain't Carson throwing you the ball anymore, Slick. You got to run routes. And he's already like. Oh, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, but now it's so funny. So it makes up for it. But somebody was telling me today, they're like, we're talking about the uh, Bill, uh, Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, oh um, who's going to have a bigger value drop this year, Jalen Waddle or um, Devontae Smith? I'm like, Jalen Waddle. And they're like, what makes you say? I'm like, well, yeah, Devontae Smith's got A.J. Brown. But the problem is, Smith does everything Devontae, that A.J. Brown doesn't. Yeah. Devontae Smith is the perfect complement to AJ Brown and Quez Watkins, where with the Dolphins, their three best receivers all are the same type of player. Nah. Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle are all fast guys who run good routes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyreek Hill's, Hill's a lot better at the rest of them, but obviously they're all the same prototype. Where Smith is a route runner with speed and good hands, AJ Brown's a physical receiver with good route running and a great speed. Quez Watkins is a speedy boy who with hops. He mm-hmm. also happens to be 6'2". 
Also, Tyreek Hill is just going to run slants for like 40 yards because he's not going to be able to run deep. So he's going to just... Mike Kosicki's overrated as fuck. Mike Kosicki is overrated. Mike Kosicki was not overrated when they had a quarterback that could throw. Mike Kosicki is now overrated because he has a quarterback that is not really... Is is mid. He's 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 averagely he good. He is mid. Um. Alrighty. So, last but not least, we are kicking it with some non-football stories. As we get into the final, I'd say fifteen to twenty of the show. Me, of course, me and Matt. It's the offseason. We're not going to try to kill you all today. All right. So, also, we forgot Miko Harbin in that class. Yeah, as Miko Hardman's was drafted because they all thought that Tyreek Hill was going to be out of the league when he had that whole domestic violence incidents going on. Miko Hardman is a great uh, uh, special teams guy. He's a great number three receiver. Yeah, he's a special teams guy that has speed for the slot, but I'm not going to put him in a number one and a number two kind of. Like thing. I don't fear him. He's just fast in a straight line. Like I'm not. It's not like Tyreek where like I can't cover him in front or behind. I just have one guy stand way back in front of Hardman. He can't do anything to me. Yeah. All right. Moving to the NBA now. Uh, over the weekend, it was announced that Donovan Mitchell is now available for trade via the Utah Jazz. They already traded Rudy Gobert to my Wolves. I want Donovan Mitchell in Miami. I want a Donovan Mitchell-Jimmy Butler team up. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, my God. That would be nasty. I actually had my Bam out of bio. Oh my god, that team was nasty. Also, apparently, because Pat Riley wants to get rid of Tyler Hero now that he wants to start. My top two spots for him would have been Miami one, and I would have put him in the Knicks for the second one. Oh my god, Knicks would be nasty. It was so much fun. I would go see a Knicks game to watch Spider Mitchell play. Well, the Knicks are just—they're lacking that superstar. Like they're lacking that number one guy. That's just that can just. You don't have to worry. You tune you tune that the game on Lillard type where it's like you yeah. know who's gonna score. You tune you tune the game on because you know this guy's gonna fucking ball and you wanna watch like, it. With that lineup and Dame Lillard, that team wins probably fifty games. I think they gotta offload pieces. I think they gotta try and offload Julius Randle though with that money and that contract. Which but is so bad because Julius Randle was a was like I a know. savior that one there. I don't I wonder there. I don't know if he could be in a if they'd even want him. I don't know either. Um, other NBA news, the Nets are prepared to keep Kyrie and KD. Now, I can't decide if this is just a delusional ex not accepting the inevitable or nobody's giving them any trade rights and KD and Kyrie are like, yeah, fuck, we might play for them anyway. So from what I heard was Kyrie never wanted to leave from what I was hearing. And I guess, I don't know if KD jumped the gun or not, but I... I think it's impossible to trade KD because you guys fucking broke the trade market. So yeah. if you guys Way give too up much stuff for true, I'm still not happy about the like we could have easily kept Beverly and had the most stacked defensive lineup of all time, but then we went out and got Kyle Anderson, which I mean I'm not complaining about whatsoever, but still. You guys pretty much were the Jaguars of the NBA in the trade market. I mean, here's the thing: oh, is not like trade now, market, but well, here's yeah. the thing: is now we move Cat to power forward. We move Vanderbilt to the bench, and then we have Kyle Anderson as our off-the-bench defender. So now our lineup looks basically like Cat. Uh, no, Rudy at the five, Cat at the four, um, Ant at the fa- at the three, Kyle Anderson or Okoye at the um, the two, and then D'Lo at the one. I thought we were dealing D'Lo. I thought D'Lo was gone. Yeah. What, what, I, like, yeah. I'm so confused why he's not. I thought that, that Timberwolves manager was – I thought A-Rod, A-Rod, who's now fully fledged the Timberwolves owner as of six months from now, I thought, like, it's a bit as official as he's, like, their, like, manager, one of their managing partners. I thought A-Rod was done with D-Lo. I thought he was like, yo, get this dude out of here. Yeah. The new GM is like, I'm not dealing with a guy who literally only shows up for half the games. But at the same time, now that Cat gets moved to the four, that's deadly for Minnesota. Yeah. I see. I they what did they give it like five first round picks and like three or four players? They gave up like three first round picks and like four players. See, and well, you not look first at, round. There were a couple seconds. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because the way it sounded when I was driving to the Poconos, I was like, "Wait, we gave up what?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, 
Okay, Malik Beasley, who's claimed to fame as dating Larsa Pippen. Patrick Beverly, who basically was useless on offense. And I think we gave him one of our young guys. But, like, honestly, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Like, it could have been a lot worse. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you look at the amount of picks dealt with the players. Like, you just now you think about what's Kevin Durant going to command. That's going to be five or six first-round picks. Well, and then the, you got to think about what he here's wants. The, here's the thing, right? The Nets asked for KD. Okay, so the oh, – wow, holy crap. They, they got four first-round picks. In 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029. Um, they gave him Malik Beasley, Walker Kessler. Thank God I fucking was so happy we got rid of him. And Leandro well, – oh, our – our, our lanky Argentinian, who's probably the next Mono Ginobili, but he never played because, like, he had to sit behind, you know, Anthony, ne- baby Jordan Edwards. So, <laughs> like, literally, Anthony Edwards, like, so who was it? Colin Coward said this the other day. It was actually the smartest thing he said a while. He goes, Anthony Edwards is one of four guys you never trade in the NBA. This kid has the potential to be a top five player in the league if he keeps up on the pace he's at, and he has the confidence to be a top two player in the league. Like, not a lot of guys as a rookie will go like this to LeBron after hitting a three in his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is my favorite basketball player right now, even though he's four years younger than me. And I'm like, dude, this dude is, like, resuming hope for me in mankind and basketball. But any other NBA shit you want to talk about, or are we kind of just done with this right now? I mean, I guess I was just almost kind of confused, like – I guess is Utah just rebuilding? Like they're just accepting that? Like I mean, you had Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but now you want to trade both. Well, the thing is, they realize the West ain't gonna win. Yeah. So Minnesota is gonna win on bigs and speedy and speedy wings. That's how they're gonna beat you. Yeah. The Minnesota lost because they couldn't defend the perimeter. What do they go do? They go get one of the best perimeter defenders in Kyle Anderson, and then they go get the best rim protector in the league in Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So. My biggest thing was that basically you look at everything Minnesota did with this trade in the offseason. Their plan makes sense. Utah is trying to rebuild. And with Brooklyn, Brooklyn is like the delusional girlfriend. It's like, <laughs> you didn't break up with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we're just taking a break. Oh, those girls in the Instagram story, they're – uh. They're uh, what's it called? They're they're just uh, his, uh, they're just his friends. They're his sister's friends. Who cares? That's what it feels like to me with Brooklyn. They're like, because Brooklyn is asking for so much, but what are they gonna do when it's September? And Katie's like, yeah, I ain't playing for y'all. Ky- yeah. Kyrie will, but I ain't. I'm done. Yeah. I, I, you know, I want, I want, Ky- I want. Uh, they talked about this on uh, PFT the other day. I would love to see Katie go back to Oklahoma City and play with Chet Holmgren. Oh, I would love to see that. Little that would be lit he got his it. rings, you know. Like, I know. Go he's going to go back, make good. Be like Kevin Garnett and LeBron. Go back to your home. Do you think any team out there can financially, physically trade for both? Need, no, not even close. What do you think? would um, be like seven or eight first Lakers, round. The Lakers getting – the only trade I loved was the Lakers giving the Nets Russell Westbrook. But the, that's why we don't want Westbrook. I'm like – are you kidding me? Give Westbrook and Katie one last ride? That'd be fucking lit. Because be if there's great. one guy who knows how to calm Westbrook down, it's Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. The two of them are the two of them are like like they're like those friends that like hate each other but love each other at the same time, and it would actually end up working. They right. are they would make it work if they were back together. Like Westbrook was just not Westbrook with LeBron. Oh yeah. All right, so. Uh, baseball news. The Blue Jays have fired Charlie Montoya. Um, bench coach John Schneider will res- re- will uh, serve as the interim manager. I'm not surprised. I thought Tony LaRusso was going to be fired by now, but then again, I feel like Tony's got like dirt on the White Sox um, ownership because there's no other way he's kept a job this long with that talented lineup. But the Blue Jays, who have the most disgusting lineup I've ever seen, I would kill – for two of the players that had that line to play for my Diamondbacks. Like, holy smokes. Like, And their pitching staff is good. Their bullpen on paper is good. Their mm. team should be in first place by a mile. Yeah. I, every fourth behind the Orioles and the Red Sox. 
Oh, no, no. The, Ori- no, no, the, the Tampa. Tampa. The Orioles in Tampa. No, Red uh, Sox are uh, second place now. I think it's uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Tampa, Toronto, Orioles. Orioles are just getting to 500. The AL East is the best division of baseball by a fucking mile. It's not even close. Um, but the Orioles are within, what, a game or two of Toronto? Yeah, they're, they're not far behind them, I don't believe. Yeah, okay. Um, fellas, besides Trey Mancini, we thought they were a done team. We thought Baltimore was trading everybody at the deadline. I, 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 I think all the trades that they've made, like when they've gotten rid of like Britain, they gotten rid of Machado and everything like that. Like They told Chris Davis to walk out into the desert and there's no water. Oh, man. Oh, did you hear there's a bar in, in Baltimore whenever uh, Chris uh, Davis hits a home run, they would all take a shot for free? That is amazing. We have to find this bar. To take not, ma- not many shots were probably taken, but – I, I just see it's almost know, like uh, performance enhancing drugs work. Yeah. You know, I I'm not surprised with the Montoyo fire. I mean, he's two hundred and thirty six and two hundred and thirty six career record. He's five hundred coach with them for four years. How do you have I know how do you have Kavan Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr. You have three former fantastic okay, to, be, to be fair. Biggio is a very mid baseball player. He is. Bobachet, mid. Vlad Guerrero, bona fide superstar. George Springer, CT's best, bona fide superstar. But you like also that got... line is fucking loaded, and they're well, like, oh yeah, we're going to be a mid five hundred team. But they also got some productive under the radar guys like Teoscar Hernandez, Tapia, and they got fucking where? Who the hell is Alejandro Kirk? For them now. I completely forgot Tapia's played for them now. Who 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 is Alejandro Kirk? But he's an all-star catcher. He's a meathead. He's a meatball who plays catcher and hits bombs. Okay, yeah, and he's I in the all-star Alejandro game. Kirk. Like the Blue Jays should be the most root, like the mo- the team you should root for if your team's not playing right now. Dude. But yet they're just this average team who has no deal being there. If the all, I'm like. What's going on right now? Like, uh, like, are they not good? Like, somebody explain what's going on here. If the all star, if the all star voting was not full of fans, Vlad Jr., Kirk, Bobachette, Springer, and probably Manoa would all be all stars. That's five Mm -hmm. guys on one team. How do you not win with that as a coach? How do you not win? Even their starting rotation's not bad. Like Kikuchi, Ryu, Barrios, Manoa. Um, Kevin Gosman, like that, they don't even have a bad starting rotation. Like, how are you one fourth in division, and how are you two not fucking in first? Okay, if the okay, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. If that team was in Arizona, they'd be in second place in the West and be like, like also because you know the, the altitude and the hot air and everything else, they probably have like Vlad Guerrero probably lead league in home runs by fifty. Yeah. Um, like I think, like I think when they did the MLB draft, like what team would not affect his home run ball hitting ability? It's like, all right, we're gonna keep away from Colorado and Arizona. That's just a smart idea. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like it's crazy, right? Like I, I look at this team, the this, this Toronto team. I'm like, it's such a wasted talent. Like Robbie Ray last year was a Cy Young winner. Yeah. They let him go. Fine, but okay, what do you got next? You know they. I've been I've been for the last like a couple of years because since they've had those three former Hall of Fame or former like fantastic is Dante Bichette a Hall of Famer? No, but he was a multi All Star. Like, so you got two Hall of Fame kids and one fantastic players kid on your team. Once they had those three, I was like, all right, I'm worried. Like in three years, I'm genuinely scared. And we were at that point where they're up, they're productive, they got people around them. That and is the most, one of the most feared power hitters in the league. Yeah. Bo Bichette's a great five-tool shortstop. Yeah. Biggio is kind of just He's missed. been a disappointment. Well, it's I like, mean, okay, he's not his dad. His dad was a hit-by-pitch machine and just did everything great in the field. Yeah. Craig he, Biggio was a pain in the ass. Yeah. He was a professional pain in the ass. That's what he was. But and I'm thinking like this team's like four or five games or whatever it is over 500. I'm like, what are they missing? Because they shouldn't be like this. They bullpen. should be bullpen. bullpen and a coach apparently. 
Yeah, they, I mean, listen, we can also say the same thing about the fucking White Sox, but that's just baseball yeah. right now, right? Whew. All right. Um, no dartboard today because I'm lazy. I didn't bring it downstairs. I'm going to say dartboard tomorrow. Um, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? I mean, I think uh, Luis Severino left the mound after throwing one warm-up pitch before the third inning today. So Luis Severino is hurt. So um, that's, that's what I'm not going to be that guy, but – uh, are we surprised? Like he's no, we're not surprised. We, he signed a four-year deal, and this is his fourth year of the deal, and he's finally healthy. Not anymore. Um, no. Um, you know, besides the uh, Yankees giving up three back-to-back-to-back home runs against the uh, Reds, uh, they finally scored two runs off errors. So I guess we're back in it. But other than that, you know, if the Yankees get swept by the Reds, I'm probably going to go on a bender because that's like this. The Reds are supposed to be the tanking team. Uh, didn't the Pirates also win two out of three from y'all, too? Yeah, I blocked that one out. Yeah, they took two out of three from my team, and they took two out of three from the Dodgers, too. So it's not like them sure. beating the team. The, Dod- the, the Pirates just end up just beating teams they shouldn't. Um, I want to talk about the the home run derby, which is Monday. Oh, so, the, yeah, I just saw the list of some of the guys that are out there. Okay, so right now, as of now, I think they only have the five, right? They haven't announced the other ones? Oh no! Uh, they just threw, uh, Julio Rodriguez to participate. Yep, uh, um, they got Jose Ramirez in there. The fact that um, Christian Walker isn't in this makes me visibly pissed. Well, the thing is, is that they've got so many guys that are coming out like I'm, we're not doing it again. Like I'm done. Like Vlad Jr. Aaron Walker Judge. Is, Walker is t- third in the NL at home with twenty. He's a breakout player who's a minor league journeyman who came out of nowhere and is actually hitting a lot of bombs. He's playing for a team that's in the middle of trying just to get them shit. It makes all the sense in the world. He's like the underdog that nobody knows. I know they haven't announced. They've only announced eight of the seven of the guys, right? They got. I'm trying to think of all of them. They got Pete Alonso, Acuna, Acuna Juan Soto, Pujols, Julio Rodriguez, Schwarber, and Jose Ramirez. Jose Rodriguez, or Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, and then Jose Ramirez. That makes seven. Stanton was uh, flirting with the idea of doing it again, but I didn't hear anything else on it. Honestly, I'd rather him not because I just don't need him to get hurt. Oh, you want to know my Diamondbacks lost in a walk-off? Dalton Varsha wants to make a jumping catch, and it hit off his glove and hit the ground. <laughs> I'm like, that's the most Diamondbacks would lose a fucking game. Did you I see? Because listen, we're less, than, we're less than 10 games below 500, and it's the all-star break in about a week. I am... More than happy with how we are right now, because everyone in the MLB thought we were going to be thirty games below five hundred, like we were going to be worse than the Reds. So you got to uh, you got to do me a favor when the show's over, go on uh, like uh, I don't know Google, YouTube, Twitter, anything, and just look up uh, the Yankees versus Red Sox last week. Uh, I don't remember the outfielder. I don't think it was Verdugo. Um, just one of the Red Sox outfielders. There was a pop fly, and he apparently lost the sight of the baseball in the air. That's hysterical. So he's looking around. He's literally like looking at everybody, shaking his hand like this. He's like, I can't see it. I can't see it. And then it fucking drops like 40 feet behind him. And he has to run and get in. I think uh, oh, fucking Joey Gallo went for it inside the park home run. He got tagged out at home. <laughs> That's how bad that play was. <laughs> but um, Although, you got to look, you gotta have, look it up. I have a friend of mine. She dates a kid who has a Joey Gallo Yankees jersey. That should just tell you everything you know right there. Um, so I let let her know if they get married. I'm not officiating that wedding. Oh yeah, that's right, Matt. You're still officiating my wedding whenever some girl's dumb enough to marry me, right? Yep, and I'm officiating Pat's. Oh, that's right. So it's gonna be me and B sitting in the. I'll sit with B in the in the in the uh, in the in the uh, in the in yeah. the uh, audience. You guys just take turns getting the drinks from the open bar. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, I'll take two of these Listen. and then she'll go up. Listen, I miss B. I haven't seen her in year in years, and I like we need to get do some catching up. And also, we, I need to critique, make sure she got your hairstyle right. Are you, bra- are you braiding your shit for Pat's? Are you just gonna keep your shit straight? No, up? I'm gonna keep it like this. I I, I am, however, uh, I I know Pat would find it hilarious. I have to talk to him. So the the site that I go on for all of my material and my information, they sell the uh, the white collars. Yes. Yes. So I can either get the full black button down with the collar, or I can just literally get the the headpiece that you just wraps around your okay. neck and it has like a little sash. You should do the Joey Tribbiani show up in a World War One veteran uniform. 
All I and know then, is that, oh, by the way, I, I got to make an announcement if you're, if you're ready for this. Yes. The long hair is coming back. There we go. So long I'm, not going, I'm not going full Viking again. I'm not going down to my chest. I'm going to stop like baseball flow boy, like shoulders. Okay. You keeping so, like, the beard? Yeah, I'm keeping the beard. The beard's going to get long again. I'm going full like Southern rocker look. Now that I'm cutting weight again, it's going to look actually kind of decent on me. I'm never going to look as skinny as we were back in 2017 when we were on the vineyard, you, me, and mm-hmm. Pat. But, like, I'll at least have less body fat and I'll have way more muscle, and I'm totally okay with that. I just miss my long hair, man. This, yep. like, short hair shit. Also, by the way, the long hair somehow covers up the fact that I have a receding hairline. Yeah, you know, nobody's uh, – I can't – I think I got one, too, somewhere. A little bit one. A little tiny one. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's over the corner with the podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem. That is Matt Ordazzo. We'll be here tomorrow for the quarter pregame. Mr. Maserati, of course, guest hosting with us as well. Possibly a few surprise guests. We'll be talking through a lot of other review. Dr. Strange review. I will be breaking down. I, I I might start talking some of my favorite. We'll talk favorite summer drinks tomorrow, actually. That's another one I was breaking. So we're talking favorite summer drinks. We're talking about our favorite barbecue go-tos, what we bring to a barbecue. And also on top of that, we're just going to talk our ideal vacation spots as much as sports on top of it as well. We hope you had a great show today. We're happy we're back. We may or may not be back next week. It depends on scheduling issues with me and Matt. Um, after next week, it'll be full go until after the Super Bowl. And then we take a break again. So, listen, y- y'all ain't getting rid of us. So, but for myself and Matt, and for the whole Corner Booth family, we appreciate y'all stopping by. Um, shout out to our amazing sponsors, yeatsofficial.com, promo code 10% off, and Canadips, promo code bet 20 for 20% off. We shout out for coming by. And shout out to uh, my employer, Grace Bridge, unofficial sponsor. Uh, best uh, makery multiplier in Connecticut. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.